Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Christine. In this episode, I am talking to a dear friend of mine, Miss Ayana Dutton, who has done multiple things with her career, from working on the corporate side to building her own businesses to encouraging, motivating, and being a leader in her industry. We met many, many moons ago um, when we were fashion bloggers and, you know, trying to do our fashion blogging thing in New York City. And now we get to hear about what Ayana's up to today. This is going to be a good one. Hey, we are in. Hey. So excited. <laughs> so excited, finally. Yeah. Gosh, what's going on? How are you? I'm okay. I'm tired. How are you? <laughs> this is the first time I'm actually using the, um, the app. Like the friend connector app piece of it so we're just gonna see okay. how it goes and what okay hopefully we don't have to take up too much of your time so let's get right into it no you're fine you know anything <laughs> for you now so I'll start off by saying hello to the world we are doing an episode of famous conversations with Christine featuring a dear friend of mine Miss Ayana Dutton and Ayana is a fashion an enthusiast, a serial entrepreneur, a beauty maven, a this, a that, and everything. So I'm going to let Ayana just take it away and intro herself because I'm sure she can do a much better job than I can. <laughs> um, well, I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, I'm so happy and proud of you. So I am, yes, a fashion um, enthusiast and um, a serial entrepreneur. That's funny. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have two brands. Um, one is Meet Me Series, which is an experiential networking platform for women. And we help curate events where women can network in a more organic place. And um, I have a podcast slash creative agency called Non-Corporate Girls. And really, we're a movement for a non-corporate, the non-corporate mindset and helping people identify the four C's in their lives, which is creativity, collaboration, um, change, and... Um, Damn, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, well, whatever, the C's. And then um, we also help to, like, foster that environment where you can design a life that you want instead of a life that you feel like you you're, you fit into. Like, we're taking you out of that box and you're kind of making your own your own lane. So that's kind of what non-corporate is all about. Oh, so, that's, yay. <laughs> that's a perfect segue right into to jump right into the conversation because okay. I really want to ask you how you got started on your path. I mean, before you started Meet Me Curious, before you got into Non-Corporate Girls, where were you before and what got you into where you are now? Like, what was the moment where you realized, all right, you know what, I need to start something? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so funny that you bring this up because um, I actually was with a dear friend of mine just now. Um, we had some, we had an early dinner, and she was my roommate from college, and we were talking about this as well. And Christine, um, you know as well that it's it's been an interesting journey because I come from that I come from the world that corporate world where mm-hmm. you know you go to school, you go to undergrad, you go to grad school. You're like you do your age, right? You follow the line. <laughs> yeah, and then you're supposed to get to see like the sky's the limit, all that stuff. But I just found myself um, being in corporate environment after corporate environment. And, you know, when I say corporate environment, I mean, like, I'm like moving up the chain, you know, like entry level accounts, um, manager, you know, moving up the chain and, and what seems to be a decent life, like that's the life that we want. Um, but I just found myself not fulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
just kind of I've always known I've been someone who I don't want to label I don't want to say I've always known I would be an entrepreneur but I've always known that I'm someone who doesn't fit the mold right. and I've I've always been in the mold so it's always, <laughs> it's so weird it's always been this like tug of war in my life and um one day I just I mean not one day I've tried three times to start something on my own and not that I failed but I've just always gone back to my safety net um, so it's just in those times, just learning about what I pretty much what I can take, what I can't take, knowing my worth, knowing a lot of my non-negotiables, which I've learned throughout my life. And, um, that's when I kind of realized, like, I really wanted to, I really not wanted to, but I needed to do something that was going to fulfill me more than what my everyday was giving me, if that makes sense. You know, it's so funny how you say, um, the safety net, because I had a friend of mine who a little while ago told me something. And it was along the lines of you're not going to think outside of the box until you're forced to, until you're put in a position where you have no other choice. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I refer to this um, book, Unmistakable, a million times by, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Srinrivas Rao. And in the book, there's an example about buying two different cars, one affordable, one not so affordable, ultimately mm-hmm. the choice is buying the not so affordable car because that's what was wanted that was the desire and once you put yourself in that position where you have no choice you'll figure out a way to pay for it not saying that everybody should go out and buy things that they can't you know have right. for or planned out for but when you are in life you can't just continue to do things as you've been doing it you know you have the safety net granted that's great but until you're in a position where you're thinking oh shit I don't have a safety net I don't know what to do your mind is not going to think outside of the box and figure out a new way to create right it's like you have to be some ways to do that yep yep well along those lines I mean what are some of the bigger challenges like the safety net obviously like we said that's great but what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to face along this road of going that corporate line and then trying to get to where you are now with meet me series and non-corporate girls (laughs) um (laughs) that's I'm such a loaded question um I would have to say um, just planning better for it. I mean, Mimi's series kind of just happened. Um, mm-hmm. It was never a plan. And I've had to plan as I go, which I find to be, I mean, we're always planning because your your plan is always changing. But I, I didn't have an initial plan. So I think mm-hmm. that that's something I learned, like, and, and which is something I did better for non-corporate girls because, you have to have a plan. I would say that's the biggest thing that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, and with that plan comes clarity. And it's hard because clarity wavers. Like you could have clarity one day and then down the line, like a year from then, you're kind of, what the what the fuck happened? Like right. what, what was my goal? <laughs> you know, so that's kind of hard. But I guess always like figuring out your goals and sticking to that mission is really helpful, which has helped what made me serious. At the end of the day, the whole point of Meet Me series. So Meet Me series started with me wanting to go to brunch one day with friends. And I didn't know which group of friends to pick from because I couldn't go to brunch with everyone. And I had to figure it out. And then I thought, you know, I know all these successful women of color. Why don't they know each other? And granted, my world's a little small world compared to the larger world. But I figured if the 20 people in my world who I wanted to connect could meet each other, what what possibilities could happen? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Meet Me started. And after the first event, everyone was kind of like, well, when's the second one? But then right. for me, it was more. And you, Christine, you know. We've gone to events where 
you know, you're kind of a number in a way, right? Yeah. Like you go to an event and there's a panel and it's great, but there's no, there's no interaction, you know, there's kind of, and not that, and not that that's anyone's fault. It's just the way things are set up. It just doesn't always work out that way. But Mimi events are not like that. Mimi events are very much about the people in the room and not necessarily the people up front. It's more about connecting and figuring out how as women we can empower each other and work within our community. So all the events that I curate are really curated with me coming up with an idea of something fun I want to do and thinking in my head, my girlfriends would want to do this. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's an experience that's attached to it because for me, well, not for me, but for a lot of people, networking is hard, you know, and I sometimes fall into that bubble where I'm in a, I'm in a great networking event, but I don't really want to talk to anyone because I'm thinking all this <laughs> stuff. Like, will they, do they care who I am? Will yeah. they want my business card? What do I say? You know, but when you're tying it to an experience and everyone's kind of like in the, not saying that force isn't the right word, but for the, you know, for lack of a better word, you're being forced to participate in this experience mm-hmm. that you, you opted into, you are now you are now creating an environment, something new. You're creating something new with other people. Right. And that, well, that gives you, that gives you a leverage. It gives you something different. To, it's, you're coming at it from a different angle. Well, in a world where, you know, in this generation or whatever it is you want to call it, a lot of people are looking towards going that entrepreneurial route where everybody wants to start something, be a part of something that's, you know, happening a whole lot more, yeah. whether it's building a brand on social or anywhere else. How is it that you can, um, and I know that every experience you create through whatever it is you're doing, you have to figure out how to make it unique. But when the world is so saturated, how do you find ways to continue to find that uniqueness and make it different from that other thing that you went to where you know that, you know what, granted, you took notes and said, this is what I would do differently. But there are 10 other people who are also thinking the same thing. Is it a, is it a situation where you think about collaborating with people or do you say, you know what, I'm just going to stay low and move in silence and get what I need to get done because this is how I want to move or how have you found ways to navigate making yourself stand out, making your business different? Right. Great question. So first of all, collaboration is key. Um, I am a firm believer in collaboration. I encourage collaboration and Mimi has, we've in, in our, in our tenure, we've actually collaborated with over 25 brands. So we're all about collaboration. Mm -hmm. Um, and specifically because you, it takes a community, it takes a village to grow, right? And it's right. just like, I know we're not, it's not like we're out there. It's not like everyone knows us. So it's like, how do we continue to foster that and put our names in different circles? That's the first part of it. But the second part of it, to your point, in a saturated market, how do you stand out? I mean, I think about, and it's one of those things where I, we're, we're always going to be struggling with it because it's like the fashion world, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's a stylist. Everyone's a personal shopper. Everyone's uh-huh. a blogger. How do you stand out? But the way you stand out is that you, you're you, you know, and that's something you have to, it's a constant thing that you have to keep coming back to. And this is why I said it's really important for you to understand your goal and your bottom line with why your vision and why you're doing what you do. My vision for Mimi series is to create an environment that's organic, that people come together through experiences. I no matter what event I go to, and I've gone to a lot of events, and granted, now when I started Mimi Series, I, I hadn't gone to a lot of events that are very experiential. Mm-hmm. In the two years, I feel like every event I go to has an experiential leg to it, which is amazing, which is good. I like to be able to be doing more than feeling like I'm looking at a panel. However, right, right. I'm still different. I'm still me, and um, 
I still have different ideas and you know it's about it's about working being a work in progress and growing every day every every event I do I just do it better than the last you know and I, I continue to think outside the box and continue to to show how I can to. be authentic I mean, yeah so you two you threw out two words that I'm gonna harp on in a second Actually, you know what? I might as well just get into it right now. And it was originality <laughs> and authenticity. And I was saying I was going to hold off because I wanted to kind of go back a little bit and talk about non-corporate girls and see how that aligns with what you're doing with Meet Me series. Because I'm sure a lot of these are the same things. You're finding um, ways to be different from the other people that are doing similar things out there, all of that kind of stuff. So actually, talk to me a little bit about non-corporate girls. Tell me what that is, how you basically follow the same recipe of originality and authenticity and trying to make sure that yours is different enough so that you can create an experience for people who are joining in. Yeah. So it's different because Mimi series was started by just myself and it's still to this day, just myself. And it's hard when you're just doing something by yourself. Um, and you know, it's different because I can curate events whenever I think of them or whenever I get the bandwidth and the manpower to really make that, to execute that. Non-corporate mm -hmm. girls, and, and also Mimi series, like everyone, you're always gonna need an event to go to and people are always looking for different events to go to. Right. So as long as I keep doing my thing and creating different experiences, people will always come. You know, that's just one of those things. Um, Non-corporate girls, though, is different because it's more it's more like a movement in a way. And the way non-corporate girls started was me and my co business, my co-host slash business partner. We um we were tired of being in environments that don't cultivate creativity, growth, change, anything. Mm -hmm. And we were tired of feeling like we were put into a box all the time. So we would spend our days on Gchat venting about our jobs <laughs> people. And then one day uh, it was Gchat. Kind of yes. But it was just like I'm on it. it was just like one day we were just like, why don't we just start something? You know, I mean the real the real story is we went to a fashion week event and we were telling someone, someone asked us who we were, and we told them, Oh, we do a lot of things and we named off all these couple of things. And then I made a joke and I was like, Oh, you know, we're kind of like the non-corporate girls. And then I we me and my co-host was like, That's a good word. That's a good way of saying it. And that stuck with me. It was so weird. It stuck with me. And the next morning, we're on Gchat venting. And I was like, yo, let's start a podcast. I didn't know shit about podcasts. I didn't know anything. And I was like, let's do it. Within a cup, within an hour, she came up with segments. We booked a room. We had our iPhone. And we started recording. And we, when we first did the first five tapings, we were just really venting. We, we, had a, we had our segments and we had a theme for everything we did, but really it was just about venting about the red tape that occurs in corporate America, especially mm -hmm. for minorities or people of color and how we're struggling between our passions or rather between the life that we would like to design and the life we feel we need to have. And mm -hmm. it was just that tug of war that we, we were talking about a lot in our podcast. And we started with five episodes and they were just test episodes because we were like, we don't know. We don't know shit about right, podcasts. Right, right. You're just trying something. Yeah, we was like, we don't know. But then we launched it. And that was like a big thing because, you know, a lot. It's hard. <laughs> We all know starting something is super scary. And oftentimes uh -huh. we don't start. So we were like, let's just, just put it out there. So we just put do it and see what happens. Exactly. So we put it out there and um, 47 episodes later, here we are. And That's crazy that we've gotten 47 <laughs> episodes in the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. And, you know, you just keep getting better and better. But the, the constant theme that comes up with us is the fact that 
we are corporate girls we have corporate jobs and we're also non-corporate girls where we have these side hustles and passions that we constantly want to foster and we know our end goal is to work for ourselves and to have our own thing but we also want to we don't always want to make it about us right it's really about everyone because everyone has their passions and things yeah. and our whole thing with having a non-corporate mentality is being able to foster that outside of what you think your nine to five is, outside of what you think your box is. Like, what does that look like for you? And everyone's different. So tell us, what does that look like for you? And that's kind of the premise of our non-corporate podcast. And um, we started a creative agency maybe about eight months our podcast well maybe like six months into our podcast we started <laughs> we started a creative agency part because again we want to do dope shit like we were we both have media backgrounds and we come from a, the fashion beauty lifestyle world mm -hmm. and we want to be able to create experiential activations for other people and that ties definitely ties into meet me series because that's what i do right so it just kind of all it works together place. yeah yeah so you are like you you're doing both of these things and in the way things work these days, content is kind of going by like the scroll of a thumb. You know, things are moving yeah. so fast. How do you keep, um, how do you make sure you get noticed? You said you're 47 episodes in. I'm sure when you put out that first episode, it's kind of like, you know what? Let's just throw it out there. See if it, um, see if it resonates. See if people listen to it. See, we're going to send it out to our friends, obviously. But what tactics did you use when you first decided, let me start this new thing? Was it your, obviously you tap, tap into your friend network first, but how do you mm -hmm. make sure that your content gets seen and heard? Where do you put it out? How do you put it out? Mm -hmm. So when we first started, we, we were on SoundCloud, you know, we paid our fee monthly hosting on SoundCloud and that was cool. And then as we continue to grow, um, we're just, it's just really thinking about our goals and our vision and the non-corporate mentality and how we feel it um, resonates with everyone, even if they think it doesn't. And also non-corporate is girls and guys. It's everyone. It's everyone in between. It's not just girls. It's just we're right. two girls, so they were non-corporate girls. But everyone is non-corporate to some extent. They just don't know it. So we kind of put out content that resonates with that, whether it's highlight. And our segments are also good with this because our segments highlight a lot of things that happen in the world that fall into like the creative non-corporate scope that we we also advertise for so like for instance we always start off our episodes with a positive note we're always putting out things on our social about women or men or platforms that are doing dope shit in the world making a difference being an agent for change we also have this thing called obsessed with which is our version of woman crush wednesday and uh -huh. we, we highlight a lot of entrepreneurs and people again doing dope things in the space we're always calling out any type of social action or things that people should be aware of that kind of falls within our brand you know not, we're not saying we're super political we're not saying any of that we know our lane and what we like and what we do and we're just staying within the scope of it but we can always touch on a couple of things that just kind of makes sense and resonate so we do that a lot on social instagram mm -hmm. is our biggest push um we do not have a website yet but we're actually working on a website coming this soon coming yeah, soon okay <laughs> Um, and, and then since then, you know, just being able to curate content and be um, super consistent, which is a big word, um, we've been able to on Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, Stitchers, and SoundCloud. And okay. so we're, so you can hear us all there. And then also we just, we have a really dope social media coordinator who um, keeps our Instagram popping and our IG stories entertaining. And every so month... Sorry, this, go ahead. Your social media coordinator. Now, 
a lot of people, I know you said Mimi Series started with you, now in Corporate Girls, it's you and your business partner. You pulled in a social media coordinator. A lot of people might think when you're starting something brand new, they don't have the money to put towards that. You know, they have to take on everything themselves. How do you kind of figure out the balance and when it's time to bring somebody else on and expand your team? Well, when you realize you can't do it all alone, <laughs> that is that is the biggest thing. When I started Meet Me Series, I was doing everything by myself. So right. everything. And then I had to bring on interns because I can focus on all this other stuff. But then what about like securing networks and business yep. connections and so his own beat? interns to help me with Mimi series and then we brought in our intern for non-corporate girls our social girl but she's so much more than an intern that i can't call her that <laughs> like she she if like our goal for her is to keep her on the team <laughs> so she's our social Expand media guru she but the thing about it like what's really great about her one she's just really well versed in social she loves it it's her thing like that's her beat but mm -hmm. what's really great is that me and Delilah, my business partner, we are we have a clear vision for our brand, right? But we know who we are. So every month we have themes and we do social campaigns on our Instagram and our social networks that really show to that. And Carla takes all the our themes and ideas and she brings them to life on social. So it's like it's, so it's, it's a collaboration, you know, like we, we have the vision. We know what we want. Like, for instance, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's also um, we also feel it's a good month for networking and self-care. So mm -hmm. that's our theme. That's what we're focusing on. So at any point in our Insta stories, you're seeing five tips on how to network efficiently. You're seeing five tips on how to be a good, how to treat nice. yourself really good with self-care. Like these are okay. the things that we want people to be tuned into and know and what, what we want people to know us for, like giving good advice, tips and resources for people out there okay well you talk i mean obviously it's so important to stay connected especially when you have a lot of content that you're putting out social networks are clearly the key everything is somehow accessible via social one of the big things that i feel like i'm noticing now is and going back to the original point about uh originality and authenticity is there are so many people who you know i can't knock anybody for buying followers because you want to be competitive with the other people but then a lot of people don't realize some of those people with the huge followings they've been in the game for 10 years now they've built their youtube channels they've built their instagrams and all yes. that stuff so a lot of people are doing these things so that they can get caught up really fast how do you see the world of social network when it's a pay for play kind of situation where you have to pay to get your content noticed you have to put up put out some kind of um extreme method of gaining attention to make sure that things are seen what's the what's your take on that especially when it comes to promoting your brands and business even your personal pages yeah i mean it's i mean you're right i mean social social is the wave right and everyone wants to be a part of that wave the thing about social media though that i feel like a lot of people um just aren't hip to or just not thinking about when they're like so focused on needing to build their brand on it and what this needs to be is that social media is a platform it is a vertical for your brand mm -hmm. it is not your brand though and granted i do know that there are social media stars and i know that there are influencers who their whole life revolve right. around their brand on social but at the end of the day for us especially for non-corporate we're for, we're business right and we're trying to figure out how we scale this business to take us to the next level and that and at the end of the day social media is great for us and we're, we're we're really active on it and we have to have a presence on it but it is one part of our business and that's how we that's how we personally look at it and we make sure to um you know we make sure to keep that in 
because you do it gets hard you know you see all these mm -hmm. brands who are very similar to you who are just have all these followers and all these likes and you're like you're like what is it but yeah. at the end of the day we're we're consistent with who we are everything we put out is quality shit and granted we don't got like 20,000 followers and all this stuff yet but <laughs> we have loyal organic followers and that that's like important what we're that doing. organic number that organic yeah. word is so important because a lot of people so think important that, you know um just putting a number makes a difference and then you have to worry about engagement they say content is king but engagement is the queen and you know when you don't have it engagement is. numbers it really is. It doesn't make a difference you might have a high following and people think that they think that brands aren't paying attention so you think that okay you know what they'll see i have 20,000 followers, but you need people who are actually interacting. You're not an influencer until you can influence someone to take an action. There has to be a change that comes as a result of something that you're putting out. And if that's not happening, you're just putting out content that nobody's paying attention to. And as two girls who work in marketing, you and I, we both know that when I'm looking, when I'm working for an agency and I'm looking for an influencer, mm -hmm. my first thing is looking at their engagement. Absolutely. Like, I don't care how many followers you have, because if people are not thinking that your word is God right now, then it doesn't matter exist. right now. <laughs> but then you also have this other thing of um, there's networks that you can join, blogger yes. networks and whatever mm -hmm. else where people worry that the, Facebook and Instagram algorithms, they're counting word counts, they're counting character, whatever it is to boost. Um, and now you can, um, the longer the comment you leave, you know, it can go to the top of the comment. So it's noticed more, whatever else it is, but people are obviously creating networks to join, which is honestly, is a smart place. Like, you know what? I'll comment on yours. You comment on mine. Right. You scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. There's a, a way to get into it. And, um, I feel like there's all these developments when it comes to playing in social media that, eventually it's going to become so saturated that I don't even know what move might come next after that. But right now you kind of have to, I don't, I don't know something, something else is going to come, but yeah, I mean, you just gotta, you gotta be, I mean, I think with anything, including social media, you have to be strategic, right? And going back to what you said about your personal, I think, I think, I personally think you do a really great job of branding your, it's really about being strategic, you know, like if you want, you are if you're considering yourself a brand and we're all brands but if you're right. considering yourself a brand and you're putting that out on social media you got to figure out what you want that message to be and i think that's and, a, I, and I think that's key. what it is there's a huge key because i think a lot of people mm -hmm. don't really realize they're calling themselves they're doing a lot of things on their personal page and then they're switching to a brand page and doing something completely different however i do understand right. that some people may or may not consider themselves brands but when you're putting content out there you're you are a brand. If you own this brand, right. you yourself, you are a brand. And I had, um, right. at the panel event I had last month in April, you know, Ilbert Sanchez, who is the founder, CEO at Garcon Couture in New York, he mentioned that um, it was a question about whether or not you align yourself with something that might give you credibility or it might give you a lot of followers or it might give you good business, but that something doesn't align with your brand do you risk your brand for that one sweet moment of victory where down the line you might have another opportunity that's potentially ruined because of your brand association to something else so it's kind of it is a, stra a strategic play you have to figure out what's good for the brand isn't always good for the brand. right just because everybody else is doing it now doesn't mean you have to jump in that pot because eventually 
they're going to end up competing with each other over the same thing. And it's a race to the top. But those who remain authentic and those who have that originality will always have something different to offer. Each of us are different. All of our brands are different. There's nothing that you can bring to the table that I can take from you because your mind can come up with things that my mind won't and vice versa. So it's important to hold on to those individual characteristics that we all have rather than trying to copy the mold. Absolutely. And you know what? Just to follow up with that, when I was like, when I was like younger, I wanted to be an author. I still, I still do them at some, at some point. But when I, I used to read a lot of books and I had reached out to one of my favorite authors at the time and I had told her, you know, and this is like in high school, right? And I told her, I was like, hey, you know, um, I really want to write this book, but I'm just like, I'm really like nervous because there's so many stories like it. There's so, there's so many people who write, like, it's just like, how am I, who's going to listen? Who's going to read my book? Mm-hmm. And she, what she said to me has always resonated. And even though everyone says it differently, it's pretty much the same thing where she says that no one is you, you know, like she really just said, no one is you. Mm-hmm. And that's something we have to remember going back to originality and being authentic. Like your voice is your voice. Like two people could sing the same song and they're going to sing it differently. Yep. So, yeah. So, I pretty much, you know, talked you out on um, Mimi Series and Non-Corporate. Well, there's so much more to talk about, especially when it comes to branding and marketing and building yourself. But I do just want to know, having two successful brands, building more, have built more in the past, building more in the future, what are some, you know, key words of advice that you want to give to people who are in that phase of should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I, that stage right before they take the leap into, you know, just jumping into the biz- creating a business? Mm-hmm. So, um, passion, plan, clarity. Those are my words. Um, and we could probably throw bandwidth in there. So, um, you have to have a passion for whatever it is you would want to create, um, want to create, um, whether that's going to be a long-term thing, a short-term thing, whatever the vision is for it, there has to be a passion to it because at the end of the day, there you are, you are, you have a lot of challenges. There's saturation, there's experts, there's all these things happening. You know, you may not even label yourself an expert. You're kind of like, you could be an artist and like, well, maybe that's a better artist. There's all these things, but you have to have a passion for it because if you have a passion, it's going to take you much farther than not having a passion. It right. has to be something you believe in. Clarity, because everyone, everyone wants to, everyone has a passion has a side hustle but everyone can't run a business and it's mm-hmm. it's very important that people understand that there has to be clarity in a plan for what you ultimately want to do or what you all ultimately want to get to because that's the only that's the only way that's going to help you put up all the little like the the you know the next steps that you need if you right. don't have that clarity in a plan you're kind of just like going through darkness and 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 granted we all go through darkness because at some points we have a plan and that changes and all kinds of stuff but going through darkness and not being able to find the light is such a hard thing for someone who is an entrepreneur because then you feel like you fail then you feel like you're giving up and it's just like you you came at it all wrong you know i feel like that works two ways because even still if you you're you don't have that clarity you kind of start to fall into the trap of you see somebody else you see that they've got a blueprint you know what you just oh yeah blueprint and you don't end up sticking to what you want to do you try to follow somebody else's guideline and rule book and you just become a copycat so it is important that you kind of define what it is you want to do because some of us you know we want to play every role but we have to really figure out where our strengths are because every role is not meant for everybody if you're a jack of all trades you know that's all well and good but if you're a master of none, then what are you really doing? 
well said and also like people people are so consumed with what they see and they forget the story of how that happened yeah you know I mean? like it's just like it's just like you see you see someone else's blueprint especially on social media you think they pop and you think all this stuff going on you don't know that person's story you don't know that it probably could have taken 10 years for them to get to where they are right now so Ten people years. just they get caught up in their own mind game <laughs> so very true so very true well Miss Dutton, um, we came through, <laughs> we got through some of it. Just want to give a, uh, if you want to give a last shout out to tell everybody where they can learn more about Mimi series, where they can hear about non corporate girls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first, I have to say it was a pleasure. Um, I'm mm -hmm. so happy that we were able to chat because we all were always chatting anyway. So <laughs> this, was, <laughs> this was cool. And um, yeah, you can meet me series. Um, you can find us on Instagram at meet me series, all one word, also on Facebook and Twitter. And we also have a website, www.meetmeseries.com. Please sign up for our newsletter. We have a few events coming in the fall. Non-corporate girls, um, non-corporate girls at non-corporate girls on Instagram, all one word. You can find us on and listen to us on SoundCloud, <laughs> Google Play, Stitchers, and Apple Podcasts at non-corporate girls. And we're launching our website in July and a lot of fun things coming your way as well. Awesome. Well, stay tuned for all of that detail, guys. And until the next time, this has been Famous Conversations with Christine. And we'll I love talk it. To you soon. Yay, uh, thank you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>